All right, let's go. Yeah. Yo, Miles. Yo! Jesus. Sorry, 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 sorry. We always start with the sound check. (laughs) Oh, Oh, check check one, check two. Somebody somebody in the chat, tell us who's louder. (laughs) I should probably go put some pants on. One second. No, dude, come on, man. This is casual Friday. Pants mean something different in the UK. Do you know this? We always talk differences as much as you love these differences. What, what, what do you guys do? You don't really say knickers, do you? That's, that sounds outdated. No, no, no. But pants is like underpants. Like, so when people go, oh, I haven't got my pants on, I'm like, whoa, is that legal? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, we just call them like jeans or trousers. Do you, do you say trousers over there? I mean, I mean we don't Not really since trousers. like the 50s, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We, we've evolved. You've just stayed stagnant. <laughs> I love that every week, Brian, we do sort of like comparison of the week. Yeah. Comparison of the week. <laughs> and, and and if you only knew how much I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's start the show. Catch you later. <laughs> This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on PSVR Without Parole. Um, guys, you're here. You're watching it live, right here, right now. Fill in the rest of the lyrics. Uh, if you're watching it live, that means you're here at 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, if you're not watching it live, well, there may be t- timestamps in the description below, provided by our good friend Sci-Fi GameCat Henry. Uh, and if you don't care about watching it live, then lucky you, because you don't have to stare at us, and you can go to podcast services of your choice and listen to this thing wherever you want to listen to it. I swear, it's there. Somewhere. My name's Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And to my right, the lovely as always, Miles Two Eyes Dyer from Miles Dyer Official. What up, everyone? How's it going, GameCats? Hope you all had a lovely week. I don't know what it's been like in your part of the world. Here in the UK, it has been hot. Uh, we were in the triple figures in Fahrenheit, because I know that's how a lot of you like to do it around the world. Got to 104 on Tuesday. Uh, my goodness, it was tough. And I've loved working remotely from home after the pandemic. But a heat wave is when you realise one of the benefits of working in an office. It comes with air conditioning. And uh, as we've spoken about before, not a lot of homes come with air conditioning here in the UK. So I have a portable one. It did the trick a little bit. But, yeah, it was really tough. And uh, fortunately, it's got a lot cooler since. I mean, it's still, like, quite warm. Uh, but, you know, it's like half of what it was on Tuesday. So it feels just right. Um, so, yeah, I just hope everyone's been staying cool and safe. Because heat isn't fun. And it can be dangerous if you don't take care of yourself. For sure. Yeah, we want to make sure that everybody is absolutely uh, safe uh, and taking care of themselves and staying hydrated. Uh, dude, I mean, I haven't, we haven't even hit triple digits over here, but we finally did begin the heat wave uh, here in Massachusetts. I somehow avoided it for the longest time, uh, and now it's just been kind of miserable, and we're only in like the mid-90s. It's kind of crazy, man, so I'm not looking forward to excuse me, getting caught up to you guys. Uh, hopefully the summer ends before we know it. Uh, always, always, always looking forward to, oh, hey, oh, somebody decided to show up for a stream today. Huh? Huh? If you missed a Puzzling Places stream last night, <laughs> too bad. Uh, it was me, 
me and Tornado were supposed to have, like, we were supposed to do a 400-piece jigsaw puzzle with you guys uh, in Puzzling Places. I set up the, 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 the cat tower right next to me so she could hang out. She had zero interest. Once we went live, zero interest in being there at all uh, for three hours. I think you guys saw it for all of, like, 12 seconds. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was a terrible stream. You didn't miss much, I promise you. Uh, Miles, what's going on in the land of Miles Dyer this week? Well, this week's live show that I do every Wednesday on youtube.com forward slash miles uh, was about how to beat the heat. So we were just talking about tips of how people like to stay cool. And something that a lot of pet owners were mentioning, and I don't know if you have one of these, Brian, but they were saying that there are these like gel pads you can get for cats that they lie on them and it just absorbs all the heat. And they, cats in particular, dogs as well, and even owners get them for themselves. Um, I was out for a drink with my best friend Hugh yesterday and he was telling me he got one and he's like, yeah, you just put your hand on it and you can instantly feel it just absorbing all your heat. And then obviously once you, you know, stop lying on it or what have you, it eventually sort of recharges in some way. Like I guess it emits the heat again, but yeah, it's really, really good for cats. Uh, so yeah, if you do have pets there, I don't, I don't actually know what the technical term is. Someone in the chat could probably say, but yeah, supposedly there are these really cool gel pads you can get for your, for your pets because i, I, I get really feel bed? sorry for them can i get a bed, a made, bed out of them? made of it right it's like I just like it. i lay in bed and it just immediately cool down that would be the best because that's the hardest part of this man is trying to sleep uh and just being like oh i'm sticking to my sheets that's comfortable yeah this is it this is it but the other thing i was gonna say around the heat was i've been wanting to play vr and i did on the monday night when the heat wave started coming along and my goodness you really feel the heat in the headset <laughs> in a heat <laughs> yeah. wave. Like, you know, you're so used to doing it at a normal temperature. And, yeah, it does get heated. You know, you're wearing a machine on your head. But in a heat wave, you're like, my goodness. Yeah, this is uh, to the point that I don't know how long my vision is going to last in this. So, um, yeah, I gave it a go. And I was like, yeah, this is not this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, real quick, just as we're getting the show started here, I uh, want to make sure that you guys know about all the cool stuff that's happening in the Without Parole community. Uh, the Game Cats are pretty much taking care of all of this for us. Really, uh, Jay Meow has made sure that WithoutParole.com is now a thing. So all the all the most recent videos uh, are, are up there. All the most recent uh, reviews are up there, even if you don't want to watch the video. They're in text form as well. Uh, so Jay Meow does that. He also takes care of our uh, audio podcast. Uh, like I said, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry takes care of the timestamps, uh, and uh, Serial Killer the Game Cat actually did a fan wiki for us. And so the link for all these things are in the description below. Uh, so make sure that if you like Without Parole, uh, and hey, if you like Miles Dyer, you can subscribe to his channel. All the links for all these things right down below. Uh, you guys, if you want to be on that scroll, that scrolls endlessly, don't forget you can support the channel on patreon.com slash withoutparolegames. Uh, for the $3 uh, a month tier you get on that scroll, you also get... Uh, access to voice chat over on discord which is otherwise totally free but we're, that's where we hang out all the time so make sure you join us over there uh and then of course for the five dollar tier uh there's some exclusive video content happening but hey if you want to support us for a dollar or more there's I, I promise you i have plans to make sure that everyone feels included and that there will be exclusive content over on patreon for any amount that you decide to pledge to us that is all coming in the near future i'm sick and so this week has kind of been a wash for me. I've just been sort of getting out of bed in order to do Gamescast. Uh, but I will—I promise you that all of this is coming in the near future. Miles, what's the likes target for this episode? Things have been dropping week on week. I, I don't want to blame anyone, but chat, you are letting us down. It's my fault. Sorry, I said you know, it's, it's Brian's fault. It's my fault. It's a—it's our fault. We're a community. We all take blame. But it is actually more your, your fault and the Gamecats, not my fault. 
Um, yeah, no, last week, last week, no, this is really serious stuff, Brian, because oh, yeah. if people can't support with money, they can support with their time and the time it takes just to click that like button, click it, click it, click it. Uh, last week we hit 242 likes, so should we aim for 270? I mean, this is one we've achieved before. We were hitting the 300s and I don't know what happened. I don't know if there's a bit of like fatigue. <laughs> Do people only have so much like in their hearts and then they're like, yeah, I, I can't. I can't give too much like. All right, to I quit. Okay, listen, I, I was suffering from like fatigue, but I got over it and I just went over and I clicked like. Okay. I just did it now as well because nice. I always forget. And you I'm did. such a hypocrite. Because I remember the one week, I'll never forget the one week where we were like two off our target. And we're like, come on, there must be two more. And then you and I realized we hadn't clicked the like button. Yeah. We're total hypocrites. <sighs> this is this Quick is, question, this... Brian. Oh, yeah. What? Stray. Stray. Have you, you played it this week? I knew you were going to say stray. Yeah, I'm, I'm about uh, about two thirds of the way through, I think. And how are you finding it? I'm, I'm, it's, it's adorable. <laughs> I mean, more than anything else, I'm assuming you've played it as well. Uh, I haven't yet. I, oh. I had it installed on Tuesday, ready to play, and just because of work and the heat, I just I wasn't. I was like, I want to play this when I can, you know, feel relaxed and enjoy it. So my plan is this weekend, and I, I can't wait to play it. But yeah, no, do tell me like your your, your thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have a. I do have a Stray trailer that we can play during this. That's weird. It's a flat screen game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as as cute as it looked, right? I wasn't particularly looking forward to it because I was like, oh, it's a flat screen game. But then this, it came at the absolute perfect time. Uh, it, it, it basically showed up when I was sick. It's too hot to put on a headset. I just want to lay in bed, and I, like you can only watch so much TV when you're laying in bed, right? And so I was like, all right, screw it. I I, I might as well take. Uh, make the most of my upgraded PlayStation Plus program, right? I'd upgrade to premium, the the, the most expensive one, and I'm not going to be keeping that, I don't think, unless great games like this keep coming out for it. Um, and uh, and so, I, so I downloaded this, and I started playing it, and the first 20 minutes is kind of walking sim-like, uh, but, it, but it, it evolves into a much more interesting game after that. But I will say they nail, without giving anything away, they nail so much stuff that cat owners or people who have just hung out with cats or seen cats in their life um, are really going to appreciate. The animations are on point. There's a lot of just like cute little references to like things that cats are notorious for. Uh, and it's all super, super adorable. Um, and it's, it, and it's, but it's so much more than that. You know, like it, it actually feels like there's a lot of love put into this game. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, man. I'm a big fan. When are you, you going to get around to this? Are you going to get around to this? Tomorrow, tomorrow. I mean, I've got it installed. I had it installed um, the, on the on the Tuesday, uh, hoping to play it after work, and it was just like, oh, it's, it's too hot. Um, yeah, no, the thing I, I've heard quite a lot, and it might sound obvious if you've played Stray, but normally when you have a game that's about an animal, it's like, okay, it's the animal in its form, but it's like it's a cartoony or a super cat of some kind. I mean, obviously, this is a cat you're controlling, and it's going on a mission, but... The focus is the fact that no, it is just a cat, like doing cat things. And I saw the clip you shared earlier. Well, I say okay, so there might be some <laughs> uh, liberties with that. Right. But like the stuff, the like um, you shared the clip earlier of walking on the keyboard, mm-hmm. and you know you can just meow. I think there's a trophy for meowing a hundred times, and yeah. you can just meow at different robots, and um, you can knock stuff over, and you know that sort of stuff. I think that's re- really really cool. Um, so yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to playing it. Yeah, the the only thing I'm kind of like uh, sad about is that <clears throat> uh, the only thing I'm upset about is that uh, I sort of want to get the platinum. This didn't seem like a terribly long game, and like considering that it's a game about a cat, 
uh, I just was like, okay, this might be right up my alley if I'm going to play a flat screen game for a week. Let's get the Platinum. That would be a pretty cool badge of honor. It's kind of difficult to get the Platinum. Uh, and when I say difficult, it's I mean, it. like, you just you kind of got to know what's coming uh, and, and maybe... Uh, you know, be prepared to re- restart the game. Like th- there are moments where you have to do something right the first time. Uh, and so I think so it, you have to, yeah. And, and, and it's sort of the trophy list is sort of reflective of the game itself. I think it's, it's, it's what it's a definitely trial by error type game where you're, you'll, you'll probably die quite a few times and go, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And then finally go, Oh, okay. That's what they want me to do. And, and I'm not usually a big fan of that, but the, the, the charm that stray has uh, totally supersedes any, any little quibble I might have. It's, it's, it's adorable. Uh, I, don't, I think it's going, what, is it $30? $30? I feel like this is, a, this is a perfect $30 game. And obviously, if you've got PlayStation Extra, the middle tier mm-hmm. or premium, uh, you, you get that. It's a day one uh, download included, which is, is amazing. Yeah. The, only, the only final question I would ask on this, Brian, is would it make a good VR port? I was wondering that. And I don't think so. Because, I, I mean... It would make a good VR port in the sense that if you wanted to play in third person uh, and just kind of like take in the world and look around and just but the, but you're still playing a third person game, uh, I think it would be really nice to absorb this in, in VR. But if you're looking for, I think the kind of thing that I was talking about before it came out, where I was like, oh, I want to be a cat with big giant cat paws in first person and, and be able to paw things and knock stuff off. I don't think it would work terribly well because the sense of scale is accurate you know and i think if you were down there at at cat size you wouldn't see any of the important things that you need to see you really do need to be human size in order to kind of direct a cat and to do the things that uh he or she i have no idea the gender of this cat i feel like maybe i should Uh, i keep calling uh it it a her because tornado's a girl so now like all cats to me are girls um very you haven't turned the camera angle yet then have not no i I have a little have some respect for for, for my little right, I was, cat. That's just right. what, if, if I was curious, that's right. what, how that's I'd find out. Not, um, not really my business, you know? Fair enough, fair enough. Um, the, well, this, this, this taps into one of the viewer takeover questions we had last week, which was about what features would you like to see in VR? And one of them, the, the one that was suggested by, forget, forgive me, I can't remember who asked the question, but it was, I'd love it if you got shrunk and you got to experience, you know, worlds, uh, you know, as, as a little person uh, or as a, a small creature. And it's like, well, Stray is that kind of thing of having a game where to like, you know, it's one thing to control as a cat, but and, and I'm sure it's amazing being in this world from the perspective of a cat, but to be that in VR as well, like looking up and around, um, even if Stray's not the one to do that, yeah. um, it does sort of... Um... But I also wonder, is there something about VR games when you're playing as a creature... Or, or, or uh, the, the character that you play is kind of crawling around. I know, like baby hands is like. Is there something about standing upright that those kind of work better for VR games? I could be totally wrong. There's a there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief. I think it's in certain PSVR games. Like even if you played a game like Rush, right, which is like wing, wingsuit flying, you're still standing vertically and doing this right and then you have to pretend that your legs are flying up behind you so you know so i i I could totally see that uh once you play for a little while once you play as a cat in vr for a little while that um, okay i'm I'm, it's fine like i can pretend i'm a cat just like i can pretend i'm in an actual wing wingsuit yep just not gonna get distracted start licking licking the uh the move controllers (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, it's, the sad thing stuff. is, and I, and I know that we've been now going on about Stray for the better part of the show, is <laughs> which was not even on the run of show, which I love. Um, the we had a we had a chance to have a good cat game in VR. That was cat lateral damage, uh, but unfortunately, the VR mode was not the same as the flat screen mode, and so we ended up with like sort of like this cat experience where you could teleport up onto shelves, which is like, come on, man! I want if I'm a cat, I want to bound up and do these things physically uh but you did have these giant cat paws so one of the things that i love about vr games whenever they give you giant hands or giant paws or whatever it is uh oversized uh whatever these are um it just it's just so much fun in vr so you get to get up on a shelf and just start knocking shit over as a cat and that's really fun but then they forgot to like actually include the rest of the game uh and so it's kind of a shame um and and i I don't think neko atsume really counts because you don't get to play as a cat Okay, your tail's all wet, bud. Your tail's all wet. It's all up in my iced coffee sweat. Well, we 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 uh, we touched upon um, the viewer takeover question that we had last week. We've got yeah. a few viewer takeovers, and actually, the we got we got three to go through. The third one is actually going to take us nicely into today's main topic. For for um, anyone's there's... for anyone who's like, it's been twenty fucking minutes. Why haven't they talked about VR yet? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> So the first question from viewers takeover, which by the way you could submit on the PSVR without parole Discord, um, just head on over to the viewer takeover channel. Uh, and I'd always say, you know, just even if you think is this going to be a, a question they want to answer, just always throw it in there. If something comes to mind, because just before our show we go through it and we we pull questions in because we like to hear what you're thinking about at the moment. You know, as much as we do think about, you know, what are the big questions of the day. Um, we do like to have these moments maybe to answer questions that don't normally get covered because they are very small and specific, hmm. um, but they can also still be interesting. So the first one uh, comes from Richie, who asked on Viewer Takeover, do you think PlayStation will do one big reveal closer to release date or expected release date of end of uh, quarter one of 2023, or do you think they will continue to drip feed information? I mean, I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm still convinced that in September it's going to be a part of the big showcase. Um, but I'm also open to the fact that that might not be the case now. But I'm, I, I think there is going to be one big reveal. Yeah, man. As time goes on, I, I get I get more and more confused every day that passes. I'm just like, I have no fucking idea, like what what Sony's uh, plan is. Um, you know, obviously there'll be a September showcase, but the question is, is will we get, is September a little late to really start pushing the PSVR 2 hype train forward? Like, yeah, we got state of play, uh, what the beginning of last month. So we're coming up on almost two months. Did I have that right? Has it been almost two months since Sony has shown off like resident evil village and, and no man's sky and, and, and saints and chapter two, the very first trailers they've ever revealed. I want to say that was like June 4th or June 6th or something. It was early in June. Like they just they just like to drop shit. What are you doing? <laughs> they just like to drop. I'm shit. I'm having a look now. And then uh, it... while, while you're having a look, I need to give Dead Ringer a shout out. Who gives a two dollar tip and said, "Wrong. I play Rush VR lying on my stomach on a box." <laughs> so you get the full VR I love experience. That. I love That's that. awesome. Right. It was June second. Dude, so yeah, we're like a week away from from it being two months since since they. It, it's it's crazy how they're willing to how they're willing to just drop stuff that excites us and then not follow it up with anything. Like it, the hype train, I feel like starts and stalls with PlayStation VR two so frequently 
that like for anyone who's not excited about it anymore, I kind of understand. It's like it almost feels like it's just like what are you doing, man? It's like it feels it feels like a it feels like a tease. And, and, and so in, until they're ready to start saying, listen, here's your nonstop PSVR two coverage until the thing finally comes out. I'm just kind of confused as to what they're doing. But this is yeah. but this is also pretty typical for what Sony's doing uh, for all games right now, right? Like they, well, it was it took us forever to get any God of War footage, any Last of Us uh, one information. Like it's just it's, it seems like they're so quiet about so many things right now. And is that because PS fives are still hard to find? And they don't want to be pushing games for a system that's already selling out. Like, what's the point? Or what do you think it is? I mean, you, you know, the way I always describe Sony is, is exactly to that point, Brian, which is, you know, quietly confident. But in a strange way, I yeah. kind of feel it's backfired on them a bit this year. Because when you look at whether it's what's happened with The Last of Us Part 1, the, the remake, and the fact that they had to release this 10-minute video, which I thought was amazing, but yeah. it was done at a really random time after some more leaks had come out. So they're sort of playing defense, it feels like. And even the God of War, even though they were still arguably doing it when they said they were, although there was, um, I don't know if you saw, there was a tweet on one of uh, PlayStation's uh, Twitter channels where it had, you know, God of War out 9th of November, but the image said the 11th of November, Mm -hmm. which was clearly the, the original date. So there's this whole sense of like, what's going on? You know, there's a lot of shuffling around and... Um, you know, when the God of War stuff was announced, even though it may have been exactly how they wanted, there was this constant sense of they were playing defense because there was so much outcry of, you know, not stuff I'm going to condone or anything, but there was right. a lot of grotesque stuff happening in the toxic community, giving abuse to the developers and that. But it seems that I'm not saying it backfired in a way of like, you've got to appease the toxicity of the community. Like you need to do what you need to do, but it does feel that things are getting dragged out so much that people are becoming impatient. Like, there's a fine line, isn't there, that Sony, when they're really good at building suspense and drama, uh, actual drama when it comes to the toxicity, (laughs) but it's this sense of that I feel that they're pushing things back so far where with big titles like God of War, which they announced ages ago, and the conversation was around, is it going to get delayed again? And, you know, that might just be because of the world that we live in now where... Unfortunately, we're still post-pandemic. There's a lot of knock-on effects and stuff like that. Um, And there's, as you mentioned, the issues with PlayStation 5 um, supply, which I've always argued is the the ultimate bottleneck for the next generation of the the VR hardware. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to bring up The Last of Us and God of War as examples of where their quiet confidence now just feels like quiet complacency it's kind of shifted where their intentions may be the same but i feel it's it's kind of wearing thin agreed agreed uh however i i do feel like as soon as that early june state of play happened everybody was like oh like all is forgiven everybody all at once was like oh everything's great you guys are doing a great job uh keep it up you know and and i and i do think that as soon as the september showcase rolls around which is i mean seriously dude we're at the end of july it's like two months away at best right it's usually the first or second week of of september so it's less than two months away likely and and maybe they're just saving it all up until then and if they're saving if they're kind of saving it all up to have like this big splash that'll cover them all through the holidays uh to cover psvr2 to cover all these different games that are coming out to to reveal some other games then i mean by all means uh you know they it's it's fine like I, i sort of miss the whole e3 reveal season 
you know, and it, it, we get to a point where there was just like showcase after showcase after showcase. It was PAX East and then there was, uh, you know, GDC and then there was whatever, right? TGS. And it was just too many, man. Uh, what was it? Paris, Paris Games Week. There was just too many. And so there, it was like they had to start backing out of some of these and bailing. Uh, and, and, and I, and I kind of prefer being like, hey, uh, if this Sony showcase is going to be sort of the equivalent of their E3, then cool, man. I'm going to take the day off from work. Although I guess I can't do that anymore. I'm going to take, <laughs> I will not take the day off from work. I will be here streaming it with you guys. Uh, and, it, and, and it'll be like the most exciting day of our year. And if they're willing to go back and do something like that, then I am full support of it with like a little state of place. It's just kind of speckling throughout the course of the year. I'm totally fine with that. But again, I'd like them to say that and just be like, this is, this is how we're doing things uh, because people miss it and we miss it. And we want to get back to what people love. Yeah, I mean, look, three quick things. Firstly, just sort of a rebuttal on my own point a moment ago about The Last of Us and God of War. The difference between those and PSVR 2 is PSVR 2 is doesn't have a mass adoption like God of War and Last of Us, you know, two of their biggest properties. So the fact that these were announced and the, the drama around it, it's a different flavour to what it is around PSVR 2. Yes, they did these great announcements on June 2nd, I was convinced that was the last we'd hear of it until September. And so to your point about, you know, is their state of play going to be their E3? You know, they, they've pulled out of these big events, you know, for years now. Um, and they've been very deliberate with what they've been doing with the showcases. And the last two years they've done the showcases, they've been phenomenal. Every year they've been absolutely phenomenal. And so when they announce this next one, I I, I have every expectation for it to be as good again and you know in a strange way the fact that they're so good is why we really started having quite concerning thoughts about their state of plays because <laughs> their state of plays now are out of contrast where they're not such the you know the big deals and i kind of like that you know so only have to say there is one point in the year where we have to say this is what you know the next year is going to look like and um i think once we get to that because once we get to september it could be another for five months until the, the headset's out, you know, if it's going to be March of next year. So they, they they do need to, like, clear the runway a bit before they start announcing more stuff because as much as we want answers now, the, the sooner they tell us now, the more we've then got to wait afterwards. And I would rather the gap between seeing the amazing stuff coming out and it being released being as short as possible. So there's nothing worse than, like, if they did one today... And it's absolutely amazing. It's like, right, all this is coming out in March of next year. And I know it would give us a lot more to talk about. Uh, but then, you know, um, I kind of like the fact we're in this speculation territory for, for topics like we're going to talk about today. For sure. Uh, we got Bell Ramio, the GameCat, with the 100 euro tip in the chat. Wow. Uh, and also, if you're watching this later, Bell, I know you said you had to take off because uh, his battery was on zero. It says, release the hype train and the tip train and stray. Great game. Yeah, I think Bell was like one of the first people to beat that game um thank you so much for the donation man really appreciate uh all the help good good man uh we've also got professor lilith in the chat uh hey five dollar tip says hi game cats by popular acclaim this week's sunday multiplayer 2 p.m eastern is alvo use your move or aim controllers to stock the enemy uh yeah we want to make sure that uh guys another great reason to join discord is because uh Every single Sunday, Professor Loth organizes this awesome GameCat meetup where everybody jumps into a game that 
uh, that you might have sitting in your library and that doesn't get a lot of use because you, when you jump into it, it's, if it's a multiplayer-only game, then maybe there's no one playing it. Uh, I don't think the Albo's having that problem, uh, but everyone's having so much fun with Albo that they're doing it again this week. Uh, so make sure that if you want to jump in and play with some of the cats, 2 p.m. Eastern this Sunday. Thank you so much, Professor Lilith, for always staying on top of this. Great work. Right, Brian, second... Oh, sorry, you were going to say something? Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. I, the last thing I want to do is keep us from getting to another viewer takeover question. <laughs> uh, seek the googly game cat, says... Pizza bet, and this was actually from last week that we missed last week, so I'm glad we got it here. Pizza bet on the next PSVR 2 title to be revealed. You know... I mean, Okay, <laughs> Yeah. Make, let's make it easier. Is it going to be a brand new IP for VR... Or is it going to be a um, sequel, you know, or port from another? I mean, I think I think the safe bet. I'm going to go with the safe bet. I think the safe bet is that it's Gran Turismo Seven, right? Because it's it, it's it's just a game that everybody was disappointed in on PlayStation VR One, not because it wasn't good or or or, or well designed or, or wasn't beautiful, because it was it was great. What was there was great. However, it was just limited, and I think most people wanted to play through Gran Turismo uh, Sport on PSVR One. They wanted to play through the campaign. They wanted to play just every mode in VR against a full grid of racers. In just I, to our knowledge, PS, the OG PS4 just wasn't capable of doing that, and so they had to kind of pull the plug on allowing us to do that you could play through on, on the flat screen and unlock all these cars and all these other tracks and everything else they go in and play in, in different modes in psvr mode um but but that's not what we wanted not really you could put a ton of hours into it but that's still not the full experience uh and so i think to kind of make amends for that polyphony digital uh i know that they're big fans of vr i think i think getting gran turismo 7 uh announced for psvr 2 and showing people how closely it resembles the flat screen version as far as graphical fidelity goes, uh, I think that's super important for people to get on board. Yeah, as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, of course. Yeah, that is the one that we felt that if they were going to include a first party one in the preview in the, in the June state of play, it would have been Gran Turismo. Um, so yeah, I think GT Seven is, is is an absolute good shout. Nice. Uh, I don't think we have to place any pizza bets because if we're in agreement on it, then. Uh... Whew, that's true that'll save me a pizza later because i'm always wrong i'm always losing on pizza bets so i owe i owe i owe god a pizza man like i owe everybody pizza <laughs> it's crazy uh so what, yeah you, you do the next one because this is leading into oh. well do you know what actually before we do this final uh viewer takeover let's talk about the poll yeah because the poll is also related so what is the poll question for today uh, the poll question is in the chat, which, by the way, thank you so much, everybody who already voted. 168 votes. This is going well. Uh, the question is, is, what VR headsets do you own? Uh, this, this isn't even an opinion thing. This is just we want to get some stats on you guys. We're going to sell them to Facebook later. <laughs> no. Um, the first first option is uh, only PSVR. I only own PlayStation VR. The second option is I own others, but I still prefer PlayStation VR. The third is I own PlayStation VR, and I don't prefer that. I prefer something else. Um, and then the last one is I, I what, what's PlayStation VR? Where, what am I doing here? Um, and so Which we love, we love you by the way. <laughs> yeah. Th thanks for hanging out. It's really pretty cool. Uh, you don't have PlayStation VR and you're here. We love you for that. And to be honest, the, the, at this point, Brian, if people haven't got PSVR, mm -hmm. I do say save up and just wait for PSVR too. Uh, it's, so, it, my... it's such a loaded question, right? 
it's such a loaded question when it comes to PSVR one, PSVR two. Do if you haven't jumped into P, into VR yet, or if you haven't, if you don't have a PlayStation VR one, should you get a PSVR one now, or should you wait and just get PSVR two? Such a loaded question, and I see both sides of this uh, discussion yes. so clearly, right? Because because until Sony says uh, PSVR two will be backwards compatible, until they say that. Or until they give us the plan of here's here's the list of remasters uh, that you know PSVR one remasters that PSVR two will get until they give us that kind of information, it's really hard to 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 really commit to one side of this argument, right? Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm with you completely. For me, it's kind of, I mean, it is what I've said to friends who might have only jumped into having a PlayStation console since the pandemic. So the PS5 is their first one. And they've also had a taste of VR at a friend's house. And they're like, well, should I get PSVR? And I just say, just wait until PSVR 2. And then make a decision. Because it's kind of like, yeah, technically they could get PSVR now and enjoy it, you know, for, for, for many months. But I just feel that they're not... They don't know what they're missing out on, do they? Unless they start playing it, and then it's like, wow, you've got all this. And I know it's kind of like that. That doesn't mean they shouldn't enjoy it now. Right. But I, I'm with you. It's kind of like the backwards compatibility um, is going to be a good feature. But I also, dude, not everybody's not everybody's ready to get a PlayStation Five. Some people bought their PlayStation Four or PlayStation Four Pro last year, right? Right. And so, if if you're not looking to upgrade to a PS Five, then and you're in for the next five years, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to stick with this. Then absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really great distinction. It's great always, distinction. Dude, Sony has been amazing. I don't say this statement very often, but Sony's been amazing about uh, about sales. They, they are constant, constant sales on PSVR games on the PlayStation Store. So if you're just getting into PSVR now, if you... Dude, we're, we're, I was in voice chat before the show, and I was talking to Zombie, and Zombie reminded me that just recently, sorry, Sirens on my end, that uh, Sony on their very own store playstation.com they were selling the iron man psvr bundle that comes with two move controllers which usually go for 100 bucks on their own plus a 40 dollar game plus the headset 250 and so if you're just jumping into vr now like you might have jumped in really really cheap and now you can get all of these games that we paid full price for for like 80 percent off right it's like who cares if battle wake is a shallow game i only paid six dollars for it it's like perfect yeah you're getting you're getting way more than six dollars of enjoyment out of battle wake that's awesome. By the way, Rune Orby said in the chat, I never had any VR headset, but I will get the PSVR 2. It's oh, fun yeah. being here 100. So, yeah, love love having you here. And that's the thing is, I know quite, I've seen quite a lot of people in the past say they don't have VR, but they like just being a part of this show. Because the truth is, we're talking about the future of a medium, of gaming, of entertainment. Like, you know, there's talk about the metaverse and things like that. It's all coming together. The lines between movies, music vr gaming there's going to be increasing overlap so it's definitely an exciting time to be to be a part of this um should we end the poll then yeah and and i gotta tell you that on my end i don't see the results i just see that 185 people have voted so i don't even know so this is going to be a surprise for me um so let me click over here Uh, i'm going to end the poll oh wow wow okay this is this is such a cool these are these. Are, I did not expect to see these results. So, okay, what VR headset do you own? Only PSVR for me is the number one with 
52% of the vote. And we shouldn't be terribly surprised because we are on a show called PSVR Gamescast Live on a channel called PSVR Without Parole. Um, so not terribly surprised that there's a certain audience that, that, that comes here. Um, and I own others but prefer PSVR 22%. That means so far 74% of our viewers would rather play on their PSVR um, because either they don't have anything else or they just like their PSVR better. Um, 16% of you out there said, I, I own PSVR, but I prefer other headsets, which we'll get into uh, a little bit, I think, during our discussion. I can kind of understand that, uh, depending on your reasons, I suppose. And then the final is, I don't own PSVR. Where am I? That's 8% 8 per 8 of you, which is uh, about 15 people who voted don't have PSVR, which is very, very interesting. Uh, and, and I'm sure some people clicked it as a joke, and other people... Uh, truly don't have it very interesting results yeah is the, the polls are really good like you know polls can often be just used as a, an engagement gimmick but like it is awesome to sort of get a real sense um of you know people's you know habits with with vr i mean brian and i are always scratching our heads beforehand of what the question should be and actually this was quite a hard one to come up with because initially it was like you know do you own PSVR or not? Or, or what one do you enjoy? I mean, it'd be cool to have a, a multiple choice one where it's like tick the boxes of all yeah. the... Um, did you, although, something I'd be up for doing maybe sometime on, by Discord is setting up like a survey monkey thing. We could do like the great PSVR survey and uh, just let everyone vote in it and then do the results at the end of the year about PSVR as a whole. Like, for for just, anyone who doesn't we, know, Miles loves to overcomplicate this show as much as possible whenever <laughs> possible. So, so if we I do that, know. if we do that, you will know full well in advance. Yeah, all Miles doing because <laughs> I would have, I would have no part in that. Especially if it's a really shit idea <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out terrible, then it's definitely Miles's. Dude, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, it is, it is so funny, and, and I, I've talked about this in voice chat. I've talked about this probably uh, publicly somewhere. Um, but, but for anyone who doesn't know. It, this this whole change in in the co-host situation has been so good for me because you know AJ Dave and I got into a routine where we just like didn't really have to think we just did the show then AJ and I got into like a really solid routine because there's just two of us and we d never had to think we just did the show and so that's what Mondays is for me but then Wednesdays like I, I don't I don't even write out a run of show anymore because I know full well that Wes and I are not going to follow it we're going to just go off on some random tangents and so everything on Wednesday is totally off the cuff and then Miles is like the complete opposite where he's like he's super super structured uh at least when it comes to this kind of stuff and like, yes dude Miles has so much influence over what happens on Friday shows that if anything good happens on a Friday show you can 100% point to Miles and say that was him uh so dude thank you and so much bad, like this has been it's 200% him <laughs> <laughs> but this has been really good for me and so uh and, and I'm also like feverish right now so if I'm just like going off on tangents uh, just ignore me uh but this is a, but hopefully everyone has been enjoying the different co-hosts as much as I have. This has been really good for my ability to like uh, learn to talk to different people and and, uh, and 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 get out of my comfort zone. I think is is really what it is. And so, Miles, you're, you're awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, Wes is also awesome. AJ is awesome. You guys already know that. But hopefully, you guys are uh, fucking Wes. Just shows up anytime you say his name. There he is in the chat. What's up, dude? Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Brian. And, and the thing I would say to all the game cats out there is a part of the reason I do like the scripting stuff, it's, it's what I now do for my live show on Wednesday as well. It's sort of twofold. One is 
I have a lot of gaps in my VR knowledge, especially compared to Brian. And so when we have a topic, um, obviously I could sort of read about it, but having it sort of written out and sort of some bullet points, it just means I can, you know, familiarize myself with things that I might be overlooking. But the other aspect of it also was um, when I was first jumped into this, Brian gave me the heads up and said, by the way, Fridays are going to generally be the slower news days because obviously <laughs> you have stuff building up through the week. And so I was, and, and actually, because it's also a really slow time as we're in this drought leading up to PSVR 2, I've just felt that it is this question of like, what are we going to talk about on a Friday that's normally a slow news day and it's a drought because of PSVR 2. So right. this might become less structured as we as we go into the launch because every week it's just going to be like, yeah, we just have these games to talk about that we're playing. It's going to be a lot easier. But yeah, nice. no, I appreciate it. All right, man. So let's get to the final viewer takeover question, which will actually launch us straight into our uh, our topic of the day, which I will tell you, the second I think people saw the thumbnail, they were like, uh-oh. Like, it's like this, I got messages right off the bat being like, oh, make sure you talk about this. Oh, this is super important. This is, I mean, it was just like from all directions. I was like, whoa, 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 hot button topic. Like, right? I'll, and, and hopefully you guys know by now what to expect on Without Parole. Hopefully you know by now that we're not going to sit here and just like fucking bash the competition. We're going to try to look at this from as many different angles as possible. We're going to do our absolute best to, to be fair about it. Uh, and it. And it has, you know, obviously we want PlayStation VR 2 to do great that is because that, that's where we're going to be playing most of our games. But there's so much more to this conversation than, oh, who's going to be the winner, right? Despite the fact that the thumbnail, I think, clearly says, who's yeah. going to be the winner? <laughs> so um, Miles is teaching me how to use clickbait properly. <laughs> that's not, not the case. Just kidding. Um, so the last, the last viewer take of a question comes to us uh, from, I know it's here somewhere. There it is. Uh, nope, that's not it. Do you have it handy? Miles, what's that? The, the article? The view, no, the viewer takeover question. Oh, sorry, the view. Yeah, from uh, is it Y uh, Y's G? Is it Y's G or Y's Edgy eighty four? Competition from other headsets should lead to good things overall. That said, I think the PSVR two library will beat the Quest library, even if the Pro headset has similar specs. <laughs> this this wasn't the question. Ah, oh, shit. This wasn't it. Nope. <laughs> Uh, what? Crap. Did I not copy and paste this into it? It'll be in. No, I can read it. Crap. Oh, no, I've got, I've got it. I've got it here. You got uh, it. Here we go. So it's from Ripper, 1892. That's the Do one. you think the... Sorry about this. Do you... Yeah, Miles is so structured. <laughs> Just like this. Uh, do you think the Quest Pro coming out first will hurt sales of the PSVR 2? The price difference isn't much considering you need to buy a PS5. And at this rate, to purchase a five, it may run into buying both close around the same time. So, do you think the Quest Pro coming out first will hurt sales of the PSVR two? Yeah, I mean, let's 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 address his question specifically, right? In order to in order to kick this off, um, <clears throat> I don't think in the history of anything, coming out first is ever guaranteed a, a victory, ever, right? Uh, PlayStation VR one came out before uh, Quest one did. That didn't seem to matter. Uh, the the Sega Saturn came out before the PlayStation One did. That didn't seem to matter. Um, you know the uh, the it's just that you, you can kind of go down the list, right? And, and even if you go, even if you get into like a little bit more controversial territory that does directly involve Sony, uh, is like the Xbox 360 had a full year lead on PlayStation Three in their launch. PlayStation's PlayStation Three launch was horrible. 
It was horrible. It was overpriced. There weren't a lot of games. Porting uh, third-party games to the system was just an absolute disaster. No one knew how to uh, how to program for the cell processor. Like it was just a mess. But yet, you have to look at that generation as a whole, and and, and then and then look at the end and say, holy crap, Sony actually came out on top. I mean, it was by a very slim margin. But if you compare the fact that like Xbox had a whole year lead on them was way cheaper, way easier to program for. The fact that Sony even came back and overtook the competition without needing that year, like it coming out first has never mattered. Right? And so I I have a hard time believing and I'm maybe I'm sure you have some yeah. alternate examples here, but I have a hard time believing that if 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 Quest or Apple or whoever or whoever is making a VR headset comes out two months, three months, four months, five months ahead, which at this point it's July. So at best, somebody's going to come out four months ahead of uh, PlayStation VR 2. I have a hard time believing that that's going to matter even in the slightest. Fucking Dreamcast, man. Dreamcast came out nine nine ninety nine. Everyone waited for a PS, uh, PlayStation 2. So, so the Dreamcast was the one I was going to mention. But the, the thing I'll say is we do live in a different world now where there is a constant flow of news and information about upcoming releases. The amount of consoles and devices being released is a constant stream anyway. My memory of the Dreamcast, and I might be wrong in, in, in my memory of this, was they were way ahead of, ahead of you know, the PlayStation and the Xbox, which came out. They came out way too early. And so in many ways, they may have helped pave the way, but they actually were the sacrifice for it which was it was expensive um it didn't have mass appeal compared to like the mega drive uh and you know previous consoles and you know compared to the n64 um and and so i i think that you know for well i think an example is playstation vr2 regardless of the the issues with supply for for playstation 5 let's, let's park that aside let's say that wasn't an issue there is an argument to be had that because there's going to be such a leap in the hardware of PSVR 2 that, yes, they could release it now or earlier this year, but um, they, they would be sort of like... They would, they would be coming too soon where maybe the cost of making it would be a lot higher than if they just leave it at six months later. Maybe the uh, conversion rate of, of jumping next-gen... Like, the longer they can leave the release the better it is going to be for them. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously there is a sweet spot as well. Um, and I think that in compar- comparison to other um, headsets, I think that it's also why they've probably been quite quiet about all the things that are being released and like all the features. Obviously they've, they've spoken about them, but like really showing it. Obviously Meta will be are doing lots of their own research and stuff, but I do think Sony are being quietly confident about it for that reason that they don't want to let on too much. I think mm. they've got quite a few things up their sleeves, yep. including which is their biggest selling point of their VR, which is they have all these amazing game studios, which is something we're going to talk about here. So for um, sure, uh, I are, don't think. Sorry, go ahead. sorry, yeah, you, no, you, you go. I'm going to make a separate point. So I'll right, well, that. yeah, I just want to clear up. Arne de Groot is in the chat, and he says, "When will the PlayStation VR two come out?" And so that's some, that's crazy, man. That we're in July. Right, and, and Sony still hasn't mentioned this officially. Uh, we, we've been saying since February uh, that we are confident uh, because of our sources that PlayStation VR 2 will launch in Q1 of next year, meaning uh, from what I've heard of late February or early March. Uh, and so by the time it rolls around, we'll have been saying that for a year. Um, but in, in as far as the next uh, Meta headset, 
there's again nothing official but but from what we've heard again uh oculus is saying and i keep saying oculus meta facebook whatever it's all the same yeah. uh despite what how you log into your account trust me it's all still facebook um it they they, they said that they are quote laser focused on getting that thing out by the end of this year their next headset so it does seem like the quest pro the quest 3 whatever the hell is going to be out this year at some point uh, and so they will have some lead time and i think that will be at least for a couple months especially with the holiday season really really beneficial to them yeah for a couple months yeah <laughs> poor dream well, yeah no but and this is the thing also is like we, we talk about there's an advantage for releasing for christmas because obviously you're going to get those sales but the difference for sony is the bottleneck is the playstation 5 and so my theory had always been that they want to you know push ps5s at christmas another round of pushing the supply getting it in the hands of more people and then having a few months before then releasing the headsets um because it it is going to make a huge difference on how many they, they sell because because of the, the the quantities they sell of these devices the margins matter it, magnitudes of scales in terms of the, the millions and millions of dollars that they make um so yeah it's true it's true and, and although sony never sold psvr1 at a loss i think they know like that was testing the waters that was that was dipping their toe into vr that was using they, they didn't sell the psvr1 at a loss but they were also using i think somebody just got shot in the parking lot they're also using move controllers uh at, at, you know these things that they just had stocked up in warehouses as their control scheme it's like this is much different man this is sony taking people taking vr very very seriously they're not dipping their toe in the water they're launching with a horizon game like the, you every you know these new controllers seem amazing and it does and it does seem like they are absolutely taking it seriously this time and because of that sales matter and, it, and i and, it, and i don't think they really cared that much about the sales of psvr1 they were like this is our little social experiment we're, we're just trying this out we're an innovative company we're trying to see if this if anybody's interested let's just sell it and make sure that we don't lose out on the back end and now i think they realize vr is an important medium moving forward and they will if they need to take a loss on the hardware because they know that the attach rate is so high that they will make their money back on games instantaneously on launch day when people buy seven launch games they however much of a loss they took on the headset they're making up for immediately with launch games that was a long rant yeah. i don't know i don't even know what i was no no to. no it's, there's a, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack there and yeah. um I, I i really agree with a lot of that because this is the distinguishing factor between a Quest and a PlayStation, which is Sony, although the irony is Sony have primarily been a hardware company. That is why they make PSVR. It's why they make great DualSense controllers, and they've had the edge when it comes to peripherals and accessories uh, for their devices. But the advantage they're going to have in the virtual reality space, okay, on the one hand, no, it's going to be the hardware. They're going to have incredibly great um headsets that are going to be market leaders in terms of what they offer but we've learned that half the well less than half the battle is the hardware because you look at all the games that came out on ps4 towards the end of the the the, the console cycle but then you look at horizon forbidden west that came out on ps5 and the ps4 port and you're like why how have they managed to achieve that quality yeah. on 
such an old console. So yeah, PSVR two is going to have great um, features on it. Yeah. But Sony and the journey with all these great developers of optimizing, not just with the headset itself, but the Tempest engine for 3D audio yeah. on the PlayStation 5, the haptic technology that they've already been using with the DualSense and now is going to be in the Orb controllers. Yep. And the optimization they do, most of you will have seen those options when you are on PlayStation 5. Do you want your data to be used to help with research and optimization? They have tens of millions of players around the world that are feeding in and they're able to optimize accordingly. So in a way that a lot of the features for VR that are going to be used in the next generation of VR is based on user testing that they've they've done with one of the biggest pools of, of gamers. Because it doesn't matter that they're not in the VR space. If they're using haptics and, and they're testing that stuff um, and they've been doing optimization with game development for flat screen games, but using the SSDs on the PS5. My point is that they have a massive advantage because of the scale they have compared to Oculus, which is still quite a small... Because the Oculus is the Oculus platform itself. <clears throat> true. Uh, absolutely true. And when you're in... So, yeah, and there's actually like a thousand different ways we could go from there. But let's let, let's get this out of the way, right? I, I Do you think... Because right now, everything is up in the air. We don't have solid information. I, I think the controllers are going to be very similar to each other. We've seen patents uh, about, you know, for the next Oculus controllers where there's some kind of, you know, haptic feedback where there's some kind of uh, adaptive triggers. It's, I, I do think the sense controllers and whatever meta releases next are going to be pretty damn similar, right? It's like, there's got to be some substantial upgrade in the controllers for meta. And so I think that those will be somewhat on par. Uh, but as far as the, as far as the power that's powering the headset, again, we don't know the answer to this question on the meta side, right? We, we do know the power of the PlayStation 5. We do know that both headsets are absolutely going to use eye tracking and foveated rendering in order to get the most out of whatever power source they're using. How, how big of a difference? This is obviously very much an opinion. How much of an improvement do you think Meta can make from Quest 2 to the Quest Pro or whatever it's going to be called? Do you think there's going to be some level of parity between PSVR 2 played on a PlayStation 5 to whatever meta releases next. The, the thing is, and, and this, this is me going to be speaking a bit out of my depth with knowledge on this, so I'm totally cool with getting scolded for this in the <laughs> chat. But when it's ever been a debate around PC gamers and console gamers, mm -hmm. I'm someone who has always wanted a PC, uh, a gaming PC. I have a Mac computer. I don't have space for it. And I like gaming on a console downstairs where I can sit on my couch and, and enjoy it that way. But the, when I often get in conversations with people that just say, you know, PC is ultimate, you know, no question, you know, um, there, there's no debate. I always say, well, when it comes to the mass market, you know, not everyone is going to be having a top end PC. I mean, I know when Cyberpunk came out and there were a lot of reviews on the PC version and they, and a lot of the reviewers said, well, I played it on my PC, which is the best specs that the average PC gamer perhaps isn't going to have. And the reason I bring this up is if you were going to have a, a PC that was going to run VR games for the Oculus, where, or the 3, where it's connected by a cable, 
and it's going to you know have great performance great graphics all these other things i arguably still think that even if it has the power and you have the right modules in it it's never going to compete against sony that have made a commitment going back to my point earlier where they have made the playstation 5 where it has the tempest engine they've actually made uh, uh, they've made a uh, a card dedicated for sound that so has just, been just to clarify just to clarify you're talking about cooking up your your brand new whatever the quest next is going to be called to a high powered pc you're not talking about using yeah. the onboard processor at all exactly that because i think that's always going to be the difference isn't it like the oculus 2 at the moment i've not played it but it's like it's got great experiences for being wireless but it comes at a cost um and it's not to say that the oculus 3 if that's what we're going to call it can't be impressive for a wireless headset it's going to be probably it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing like wow look at the quality of these games while being unplugged but it's still not going to be as good as a wired psvr2 title um and some people are going to choose the wireless over the quality because they think actually the benefit i get from the wireless experience is going to significantly outweigh the 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 the, the lack of you know the um sort of the 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 graphics capabilities and all that that that's going to be an individual choice but i think for the mass market overall and we're only talking about one element here when you consider the whole picture of the Tempest Engine, the 3D audio, the haptics. Again, Oculus can have their own versions of it, but Sony have really delved into the research over a long period of time and have have done it in a way that is still unmatched, even on the Xbox side. Xbox has some kind of 3D audio, but it doesn't come anywhere close to what Sony has done. When it comes to haptics, I know as soon as the PS5 came out, um, um, Phil Spencer had, I believe, said in an article he acknowledged the dual sense and was like, yeah, this is probably something we're going to have to think about with our own controllers. Um, and you only need to be one step ahead of the competition to right. win a generation. And I think that that is a real potential for the PSVR too. Yeah. It's also doubtful that we're talking about the same generations for both headsets. PlayStation VR two will likely be uh, the headset in, you know, with, with I'm sure V2s or whatever, but you're not going to be missing out on anything if you don't upgrade your headset throughout the course of the entire PlayStation 5 generation. I think it's a headset that should last us five years, and I don't think that's Oculus' strategy for any of their upcoming headsets. Uh, and so the stand, as far as the standalone model goes, though, I, th- I think... I think Oculus will surprise us. I do think that they, you know, we've, we've actually seen what can be done on the Quest 2, and we're all kind of like stare sometimes and go, this is, how is this even running on the Quest 2? It's a Snapdragon processor. It's a cell phone processor. How is this even, how are these games even running or looking as good as they do and running at this frame rate? You know, for when you have a dedicated, when you have a dedicated, uh, every, when everything you're doing and everything you're shoving into, uh, into that machine is only for VR, I think that makes a difference. And then, and then adding Fovia rendering and eye tracking onto it, uh, you know, really kind of frees up the processors quite a bit. I think, I, I think the, the leap from Quest 2 to the Pro are going to, is going to be substantial, like really substantial to the point where like, we're going to, you know, it's not going to be this, oh God, I have to play on this thing. You know, if I, if I want to play on the go, if I, if I don't want to have a wire, I, I think people will be happy with the upgrade. Uh, and so, and, and, but I just, I do think that PSVR 2 is going to be like next level. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's, when we put on PSVR 2, we're going to go, oh, wow, 
did not expect next gen VR to look this good or to be, or, or to be able to uh, utilize this many effects or just be this immersive. How crazy is this, right? When but but whereas Quest Pro will be, hey, here's your very substantial upgrade to the thing you already had, but still not as you know, still not up to par with you know something like an optimized PC VR setup, right? I I think it's going to be very interesting. The the other element of that, and you, you touched on it, uh, an edge of it there, which is, it again, it's not just about the hardware. It's about the games, game engines you use, what their capabilities, how you optimize and get the best, how you squeeze as much as you can out of the power of the hardware. And Epic Games, the Unreal Engine Five, we're barely starting, you know, to see games with it. It's still in its early stages. Um, Yes, Unreal 5 engine is going to be used for games that will probably end up on the Oculus 3, okay? But Sony have got strong ties with Epic Games. I And, and obviously a lot of the showcases that they've done, uh, they've done a lot of collaboration. I think that um, Unreal 5 and its VR capabilities, I, I just think Sony and Epic Games are up to something. And I think it also ties in, with, which happened with the last round of investment they did, about their talks about the metaverse. Epic Games have done on flat screen this kind of metaverse. We talk about Fortnite and the the live shows and performances. I remember when there was the Star Wars thing and the Millennium Falcon landed in Fortnite and J.J. Abrams came out with some of the cast, I think it was, and then they um, talked about a clip and then they showed a clip of the upcoming Star Wars movie where everyone's emoting in Fortnite and then they basically just gave everyone lightsabers and then you were having lightsaber fights with everyone with you. Like... Just really cool experiences like that. And this was years ago. Yeah. Um, but the reason I bring this up is it's kind of there's so many layers. There's the hardware. There's the game development aspect. There's the IPs. And then there's also the deals that have been going on. And Sony seems to have positioned themselves perfectly because they've got a brand new console that is absolutely smashing it. They've got a brand new headset that's coming out that's going to be really cutting edge. They've got a massive stable of brilliant IPs that always like to innovate and move into new spaces. They have had a track record of these game developers optimizing for hardware and to the end of the the, the console cycle, blowing our minds. I just think of The Last of Us Part 2 and how amazing that looked. And it was like, oh my God, this is at the end of a console cycle. And they've been very strategic with their partnerships. They've been making bold moves, whether it's with Bungie that they've just sold the deal or with now Epic Games and things like that. So I kind of think that, again, I think Oculus is going to be doing amazing things. But I think that Sony has got basically every piece of the puzzle that they're leading on, arguably. Um, And so Oculus might do well in some ways. And people that want to stay Team Oculus, much love for you because... A lot of them may have never played PSVR or have any connection with those IPs, and that's totally fine. Like, they might just go from Oculus 2 to 3 and be like, this is a massive improvement. I love it. Right. And that's amazing. That's really, really good. But I think that when it comes to this competitive, uh, the, the, the competition of, like, the stage of gaming in VR, because obviously there's the metaverse aspect, which I think Oculus might start having the edge on, which we can get to in a moment. Uh, I, I think Sony have just got their pieces all in the right place. We have a lot to cover. Uh, there is. I'm gonna, that was me trying to tie a lot of elements together, but that's the thing. It's such a big area. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go through some tips, uh, and I think this will, yes. this will help us 
uh, cover some of the topics that we need to cover, uh, but though not the first one. Intercept with the $10 tip says, In the Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 trailer, when the man falls on the car, the animation on the hands appear to show that the player isn't in control of them. This could mean that some sort of cutscene will appear. I really hope not. I really hope not. I, I, I really do hope that you never lose control of your character uh, in Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. I think that losing control of your character... Uh, is something that needs to happen less and less and less with VR games moving forward. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, um, but Saints and Sinners was such a VRAF game that losing control of your character seems like a kind of a silly move, a silly uh, step in the wrong direction to me. What do you think, Miles? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't know if if that is going to be the case. I mean, there was even talks about it with the new Resident Evil, right? Right. Um, Opening about the door if, and all of that, know, yeah. Yeah, because wasn't it to do with like when the arms appear and when they don't? Um, <laughs> yeah. so, which I've so, lost, which I've yeah. lost sleep over miles. I can't I can't <laughs> even sleep anymore. Ever since that person yeah. brought it up, I've just I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's kind of I, I'm just going to wait and see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got Nihilus Run the game few line right here with the five dollar tip says Happy Friday, Stray Cats. I feel like PSVR two and Meta are like Sony and Nintendo, one for hardcore gamers, one for the kids and newbies. It's an interesting take, Nihilus Ryan. I do think I, I don't want to say kids and newbies. I I do feel like there's there is a more of an element of casual gaming, and that is such a fucking broad thing to say when it comes to Quest. But I, I do think that. I do think that Meta has been able to capitalize more on the casual market along with some hardcore gamers. Uh, yes. Yeah. So anytime I see somebody talking about why the quest is so great, they're always saying, oh, you know, some people are out there saying, I don't want AAA games. I really like these pick up and play games like Pistol Whip and Super Hot VR and these kind of things. Sure. And, and that to me screams, and, and, and it's going to sound pejorative, but I don't mean it pejoratively. It screams casual gamer to me because I yeah. think hardcore gamers want to play those things, but they also want their AAA experiences. Yeah. And it's not to say that the quest won't have those experiences. It's just like, it's, it's, it's where, where, where are they going to lean into? Where are their advantages? And I think the casual gamer experience, I think, and, and, and the reason I bring up the metaverse being their priority is because I think it is where they have a clear advantage over Sony. I mean, I don't want to get I say off topic, it is on topic, but this could go in a whole other direction. <laughs> but I mentioned in the past about PlayStation Home, and one of the things that PlayStation has against it is if you are going to have a social space where people can just walk around and talk to each other, there's an argument that for Sony as a brand, they would want to be able to moderate that. And that is why I think then Grand Theft Auto Online did so well, because it's Grand Theft Auto Online. You can scream the F word at each other, because that's a part of the, <laughs> of the world that you're in. Um, I, I kind of feel that it, Oculus and, and Meta is less about... I, I mean, answer this for me because I, I don't know exactly, but the, the metaverse that they're building and sort of these social experiences, from from interviews I've seen with the developers and, you know, um, uh, whether it's Carmack or it's um, Zuckerberg, they talk about, and I know that people are going to laugh at this, the democratization, the fact that they're about creating a platform for developers then to create these social spaces. Mm -hmm. And by doing it, I think that gives the best, um, the best opportunity for the metaverse to thrive because then it's not them feeling that, oh, okay, this is impacting our brand of the way it's being used. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the same with Dreams. Great platform, 
Uh, and I remember speaking to Debs at um, EGX in the UK, and I said to him, when it comes to dreams and someone creates a Super Mario level, at what point do you have to pull it down for, you know, using IP that they don't have the rights to? Because uh, you could, and and you know, what if they do it that it's a parody? Where do you draw the line of allowing it to stay up and not? And they basically said, as an unofficial rule, well, if Nintendo flags something and it has to be taken down, then we'll yeah. do it unless it's clearly egregious. But um, that's that's kind of the issue when it comes to the metaverse and like ownership. If you say this is our platform uh, and this is our game, there's more pressure for you to moderate it. And I think that anything Sony does is going to have that problem in the metaverse space compared to face um, meta that are going to be more about democratizing it and just allowing devs to get creative with it and do what they can. I feel like Sony already understands the metaverse better than other people claim they understand the metaverse, right? Sony's already had PlayStation Home. PlayStation Home was a better metaverse than anything I've heard anyone talking about in recent years. Like it's just, it, it was the, a virtual space for you to hang out with your friends and just kind of like go off and do these activities. They, I feel like they understand it in a way that, in a way that doesn't have to be like the most. There are op- there are opportunities in something like PlayStation Home to monetize, uh, you know, cosmetics or events or whatever. But I feel like it's not their overarching focus. I feel like if Meta if Meta gets their metaverse up and running, um, it's it's. I just feel like their reason for doing it will one hundred percent be, hey, how how can how can we how can we get more money out of you guys every single time you turn your headset on? Uh, that is a feeling. There's nothing backing that up whatsoever. I just feel I just feel like that. So Sony and Facebook operate very very differently from each other, and that's and that's how I see their metaverse is going. Uh, that aside, um, here you know let's let's do the next tip so we don't get too far behind here. Uh, Donatello yeah. scientist game cat with a ten dollar tip. Uh, <laughs> says gamers will buy multiple consoles, while casual gamers will buy what's popular combined with price. Which headset has the best chance to get casual gamers and why? This is an excellent, excellent point, Miles, right? We don't know how much Cambria or Quest Pro, whatever they're going to call it, is going to be, is going to be, but I've heard speculation that's going to be upwards of like 800 to $1,000. But you only need to buy the headset. But you only need to buy the headset, which kind of almost puts it on par with buying a four to $500 PlayStation 5. It's like impossible to find the digital one, right? So you pretty much buying a 499 physical PlayStation 5 console plus likely a $400 headset. So now you're at $900. It's 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 isn't it the same miles? He sets you up for a very obvious answer. Well, I was going to say that what if let's say hypothetically uh Oculus 3 is $800 and the combined price of getting a PlayStation 5 and the PSVR 2 is $800. For casual gamers, would they look at that comparison and go, well, if I go on the PlayStation with $800, I get a console and a headset. Or do they think, oh, but if I go PlayStation, I've got to have a console as well. Like, you know, like value-wise. Because on the one hand, you might go, you get, you're getting more for your money. But on the other side, you might be going convenience and the, the casual aspects. I just want the headset. I want something that I can just plug in and play, even if, yeah, you just plug in the console and away you go. Do you know what I mean? Like, for casual gamers, that might be a calculation that they think, yeah, I just want something that's convenient and just having a headset that plays games is what I want. I mean, maybe. 
it's very, very possible. I don't think casual gamers are going to look at $800 and go, yep. Right? That's, yeah. that's like, it's why the Quest 3 look, sold, uh, the Quest 2 sold so well yeah. over the last couple of years because it was so cheap. Parents could be like, uh, my kid wanted to get into VR, throw it under the Christmas tree. $300 is comparatively yeah. speaking, uh, you know, it's, it's way cheaper than buying a PC. Like the, that's up to great VR specs. Everything can run, everything that puts, gets put out on the quest two can run on the quest two. Like that's just how it was built. Uh, and so it, like this, there's, there's a simplicity factor. There's a the price factor. And I think the $300 price point is exactly the price point you need to be at to attract the casual gamer. As soon as you release something for 800, 900, a thousand dollars, suddenly you're like, wait a minute, I can get a PlayStation five and a PSVR 2 headset for this price? I, cause, dude, most people aren't me. <laughs> most people also play flat screen games, right? In fact, most people, even when PSVR 2 blows everyone's mind, most people will still be like, yeah, VR is great, but I'm still going to mostly play flat screen games. I'm going to every so often throw on this VR headset. And I think, that's, I think that's the thing people are missing, is that the PlayStation 5 is great for casual gamers. It's great for flat screen gamers. It's great for people who just love Sony's AAA studios. It's great for everything. And then on top of it, for the same price of buying a Quest Pro, you're also going to be able to have a PSVR 2 headset, which by all accounts is going to fucking blow everyone away. And so I think I think when it comes down to price, you know, PlayStation 5, I think, is on track or will be on back on track once supply meets demand to be as ubiquitous as the PlayStation 4 was. There was a PlayStation 4 in like every single gamer's household, right? It was just, families just had one, right? And then like hardcore gamers also bought a pro, right? And so I, I think you get to this point where you're like, you're not even considering, oh, I have to buy a $500 PlayStation 5 because we have a PlayStation 5. We've been trying to get one since launch and that's not even in consideration when you talk about the headset anymore because you either already own one or you've been trying to get one or you're going to buy one eventually, regardless of VR, so I think it really does come down to the headset price and then what it offers. People are just going to have a PlayStation 5. Sony's well, kicking the, ass, the, man. <laughs> it is. But, and, and the question, I mean, I, I still regard it as, be, as being in the launch window, even though it's been two years for the PS5, because sure. as mentioned before, I regard a launch window personally as the moment up until you can go into a store and get one readily available. You know, that, that when we hit that point, that's when I'm kind of like we're out the launch window now. Um, supplies meet in demand. Um, something that Sony may have factored in is they've actually projected that by March or quarter one of next year, we will be at that stage where the console will be readily available. And they're like, well, that's when we can release the VR headset um, because then there's no barrier to entry. Um, the only barrier to entry is people that don't have the money to, to buy both, um, which is, is going to be a big investment. Um <laughs> no matter how you try and try and split it. Yeah. Um, which makes me think about what is going to be the offering at launch. Cause we know it's going to come with the, the, um, the, the orbs. Uh, but is it going to come with a selection of games with it? You know, look, we talk about the PSVR collection. The plus collection. I kind of feel like, especially in the current climate with the economy, I, th- and that was again, what inspired when we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on our PSVR plus collection, um, that you know that was inspired by the fact that they knew that times were tough, and they're going to have to. I think that the case for that is going to be even more, partly because the economy is even worse now, but also to be have a PSVR two is going to be even more expensive, um, and so that could also be a tipping point. Because if you like, I can buy this and I'm going to have 
access to 10 great games at launch, yeah. that's also going to be a, a really good... Um, because, I mean, how many AAA games are on Quest 2 or have been released on Quest 2 compared to uh, well, PlayStation VR? Is, 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 it, is, it, is it that Quest has way more? Uh, or, I don't know. Well, I do. I don't know what the split is. You know, the, yeah. the answer is none. Like I, I'm sorry. Like if you're talking, if you're not talking about PC VR, which we're not during this conversation specifically, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because yeah. P- PC VR is always going to be this like separate entity where like you know okay. like, people with high end machines and and developers who want to push the envelope, they're always going to be there. But when it comes to when it comes to Quest, I don't. There's I can't think of a single AAA game that's on that is a Quest Two game like that you can play untethered, and you can point to something like Resident Evil Seven that was a AAA game twenty years ago. But does that fucking count? You know, like, do, do we say, oh, yeah, AAA games from 20 years ago absolutely count as, as current gen AAA? No. And in fact, like, the whole conversation about AAA on VR, I think, needs to be readdressed. Like, right, we, we need to revisit this argument and say, because people are like, oh, Blood and Truth is a AAA VR game. And it's like, absolutely fucking not. It's not. Right. It's like, it looks really good. And the voice acting is amazing. And there's all these scripted moments. But, it, you know, put that on a flat screen. That's a $20, $25 game. I feel like I've said this like 30 times in the last week. I don't know why. I was like, sorry, Blood and Truth. <laughs> sorry, London Studio. I don't know why I'm like out here trying to like, you know, burn you guys in effigy or something. Um, but even like something like Saints and Sinners, which I find to be an amazing, amazing game. Right. Like, Put that on the flat screen, and then and then start comparing to the flat screen games, and you're like, okay, this is not AAA, right? And so, yeah, it is. It's it's for for a game to be AAA on Quest right now, currently. You know, they're talking about San Andreas, another twenty year old AAA game, right? Yeah. This is just sort of like, okay, well, this we know what the the headset's capable of, and it's capable of AAA games from twenty years ago. And this it sounds disparaging, but it's just been the case. It's just it's absolutely just how things are. You know, and that, that's not bad, but it's also uh, it could be very much signaling moving forward. Sony's got all, Sony's got 20 first party studios, most of them making AAA games. Qu- uh, Facebook has like in, and for whatever reason, it's really hard to find the information like, just like listed on a Wikipedia page somewhere. I was trying to find all the studios that Facebook's bought over the last few years and they've got good studios, but they're like, you know, they're like big box. You made pop one They're uh, they're crap i i know i have this listed somewhere um but but they're they're very much smaller studios right even like ready at dawn who made like the order 1886 so far has not made like big triple a games on the quest so it's been very very interesting uh loop for the underground game cat with the five euro says i think sniper elite vr is as close to triple a as it gets on quest 2 and you might be right right but sniper elite definitely feels to me like a, a polished indie game. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I was just going to say that like there's a lot of uh, conversation in the chat around casual gamers, and I find it really interesting thinking about the pipeline of you know going from a casual gamer or be- just becoming a casual gamer, and then how that develops. And I remember that I think it was like two or three months into the PlayStation Five being launched, there was um, articles explaining that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to pull up the stats at the moment. I'd have to look it up again. But it was at a point where they were saying, at the start of the launch of the PlayStation 5, more people had bought a PS5 that had never owned a PlayStation or console before than those that bought them and had a PS4 already, hmm. which was exciting because of the pandemic. A lot of people were like, now's the time to jump into gaming. I think that to be a 
VR gamer, casual, okay, maybe different, but to be like a PSVR 2 gamer or a PSVR gamer, that's not the first thing you jump to. I think you have to be a flat screen gamer first as a general rule, right? Um, <laughs> and so it's going to... I think that the wave of new... I, I, th- I think that the demand for the PSVR 2 is going to be is going to surge a lot more this time because you've got a lot of people that have jumped into the PS5 space are going to be blown away by what's on offer. And it's like, actually, should we try what see what VR is like? Well, we've got a PS5. Let's um, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of it. It's going to be a lot Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, you look at games like... Uh, you know, it's funny because I actually just found all these uh, studios again. You look at games like Asgard's Wrath. You look at games like um, Lone Echo. Who, these are the studios that... Facebook owns who make these games and it's like well what are those games right if, if you're if you're unfamiliar with VR you don't know what those games are but if you, but you do know what like what whether you're just getting into the gaming or not or you've been around forever you know what Horizon Zero Dawn is right you know what Gran Turismo is you know what uh, Ratchet and Clank or whatever the fuck uh, uh, Insomniac decides to make you, you, you know you know these IPs you know Resident Evil right and and this is this has been something that's been really really neglected i think over the past six years uh, ever since sony came onto the scene is that recognizable ips have not been utilized in vr out of whatever fear or whatever reason or or, or technical limitations instead we get games like you know shadow legend or immortal legacy or games that just no one's ever heard of before uh, that, that are trying to sort of capitalize on on on, on the lack of these triple a games on the platform and so, and I think that's all going to change, right? And so if you're a gamer or you're just getting into gaming or you're asking your friends, hey, I want to buy a PlayStation 5, what game should I buy? So, suddenly you're going to go, oh, and I can play these in VR as well, right? We, 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 like, we don't need to talk for the next 20 minutes, Miles, about hybrid games, but hybrid games are going to be what's convinced a lot of people to try VR for the first time. And where are those hybrid games going to be? They're going to be on PlayStation VR too. That's Sony's MO now. That's that's their MO for this generation. The other the other component of that is multiplayer games. Um, if it's Among Us, you know Star Trek Bridge Crew. I'm thinking like on the PSVR. Um, a lot of these popular IPs, and I remember like even showing friends that didn't have VR, but the stuff they loved watching clips of was like, yeah, this is what Bridge Crew is. You're literally on the Star Trek Enterprise with your friends mm. and you're doing stuff together. And they're like, really? So one of you's the captain and one of you's doing like the whole integrity and stuff like this. And multiplayer is always the thing that brings people in. Um, I mean, that's the Helps. model, whether it's FIFA or Call of Duty. Yeah. It, you have a massive pool of gamers. People want to play where other people are playing. And we saw the complete opposite of that with a lot of titles for PSVR, Solaris, what a shame that became because you go on, it's like, oh, I'm just playing in lobbies with bots now. Uh, that's a shame. And, uh, but it also means that you can say to your friends, get a VR headset and let's, let's play together. Like we can literally play this game together. And so I, I think that that's going to be another a big component of it. So the combination of great IPs, uh, hybrid games, because hybrid games multiplayer, uh, I think we mentioned this on last week's show, actually, the idea that, I'm in VR, I'm playing with a friend on the flat screen version. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be done at Rec Room at the moment. And they're going, wait, wait, Miles, 
you're actually in the game right now. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, look, I'm waving at you and like, you know, doing all this sort of stuff. And they're like, oh my God, I've got to try this sometime. <laughs> and they might not think it the first time, but the second time they play with you or the third time. And, you know, they start seeing how people who are in the VR are behaving differently. And they're like, they're, they're sat there on their couch and they're like, I want to be in there. I want to be in there. And, you know, the the best marketing in the world, in this social media world at the moment, is shared experience. It's seeing someone have a great experience with something who says, you need to experience this now. Come check this out. And that's going to be a, a, a huge part of this. It's true. Uh, we got Darth Vader the GameCat with the $10 tip. Says PSVR 2 will be all about AAA games with amazing features like haptics. Quest Pro has a lot to live up to from PlayStation's new headset. Um, yeah, I mean, I do. That's it's absolutely true. Uh, but without without actually seeing uh, what the Quest Two, what the Quest Pro is going to be all about, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to jump the gun and just be like, oh, it's going to be crazy different. Uh, right, like right now, we have to kind of err on the edge of caution and say, hey, who knows what they have up their sleeves? If they don't mind charging an arm and a leg for this thing, uh, or taking a huge loss on the next next gen Quest, then we could see something that's really really insanely powerful um and you know facebook has an infinite amount of money so they can just keep buying studios right and they, and they can just buy their way in like microsoft did years ago um so anything is possible right now uh john Mar- uh john martins with the five dollar tip says hey i just wanted to clarify the cambria is aiming for the high-end vr enthusiasts in the quest pro or quest 3 will launch in 2023 for gamers quest 2 price Nope. I mean, like, legit, no one fucking knows. It's it's great if, if you believe people's speculation. It's great if you, like, just want to go, oh, yeah, I'm sure, whatever. It's There's so much that we don't know, and that's the assumption a lot of people have. It, but as far as I'm concerned, it seems like the Cambria is now the Quest Pro, which which really throws a wrench in the works. Because initially, Cambria seemed like, again, talking to people behind the scenes, this was going to be like, you know, less less about gaming. But if you ask me, Facebook realized they can't they can't branch off their their line of headsets and be like, well, this one's for professionals and this one's for gaming. What would the point of that be? What would the point of that be? You're going to lose sales. It would be impossible to message it properly, right? And that's and that's why we're seeing the name Quest Pro roll around is because they had to find a way to just be like, just, we need to combine these things. There's no way in hell. I get. I, I would. I would stake multiple pizzas on it. We do not see two different types of quests come out in the next year. Not a chance. Not a fucking chance. The market is not big enough for that. And I think Facebook, despite their insanity, <laughs> I think they're smart enough to understand that. Uh, yeah. John Martin. John Martin. Martin's. Why do I keep saying Martin? I, I keep on saying Martin Martinez because I can't Martinez. Write, it's, it's, Put an it's, E in your name, mate. There's no E. There's no E. It's John Martin <laughs> uh, follows up with a two dollar tip and says PSVR two will be for PS five owners. Oh, PS five owners and Quest three for everyone else. We'll see, man. We will absolutely see. And 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 I want to and I want to be clear about something, right? I'm going. I'm. I'm, I'm from everything, I, from everything I've seen, from everything I've heard, PlayStation VR 2 seems like it is set to be a, a winner and, and that Sony has learned a lot of lessons and that they actually do really care about making sure that there's, you know, AAA VR games for us to play, whether they be first party or third party or however they need to do it, whether they be exclusive or hybrid. I mean, they're going to be there, right? Because they know full well that 
things didn't go well on PSVR 1, that even though we enjoyed the ride, we really needed to have those AAA games like Speckled in far more frequently. Uh, and, and because we went, we went sometimes a year between AAA releases, and that was just not what people were looking for. People want AAA experiences. Um, and so... Shit, I think the fever just kicked in. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, VR, VR. We're talking about virtual reality. Oh, not VR. Shit, man. I, I yeah, wasn't prepared for this conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. Oh, competition. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So, so despite the fact that I, I know, I'm really sorry, guys. Like the fact no, <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done any Gamescast live all week long. So, thank you guys for bearing with me. Um, Sony's always at their best when it comes to, when when they're faced with competition. Uh, we want PlayStation VR 2 to succeed. We want, but but in all fairness, we don't want them to succeed without competition. I want Quest 3 or Quest Pro or Cambria or whatever the hell Facebook decides to shove out next. Want it to be comparable because if there's no competition, if the only competition is PC VR, that's not really looked at as competition, right? That's like a bonus market for Sony. It's it's not it's not direct competition, as far as I'm concerned. And so if, if Quest is out there selling a similar price headset with similar experiences, then Sony's really going to have to push their, put their foot on the gas and push it hard because they, because they need to stay relevant. They, 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 because there will be people out there who say, well, if I can play almost the same game without a wire attached to my head, well, then why would, why would I play it with a wire attached to my head? You know, and so th- there needs to be a like a substantial difference between the two headsets. And Sony does not want to end up with their back against the wall. Sony's always at their best when their back's against the wall because it means they have to fucking try, right? Whenever they don't have to try, whenever they're on top, you always see like this dip where it's just like eh, you're seeing it right now. Like we don't no, have to talk about seen anything it with this generation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to talk about anything. So guess what? We're not going to talk about anything. And so we're seeing it happen right now. So we need them to kind of be a little bit scared. Because it's going to benefit everybody. I want there to be competition. I, because be, that's the only way VR, the VR industry is going to move forward uh, and keep expanding. It's going to be the most important thing. It'll force Sony to use their marketing power. It'll force Sony to stop just relying on PlayStation blog posts. They have to come at it from every angle to compete. Because Facebook, again, infinite amounts of money. So Sony's going to have to get creative because Sony doesn't have infinite amounts of money. All right, just get really hot in here. <laughs> nah, that's it. I think that's a really good way to to um conclude the conversation really because um yeah 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 because that 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 is exactly it um i i think about not not even just about the complacency aspect but look at what happened with xbox and game pass sony then had to think about right how are we going to respond well we don't want to give a direct game pass offering but they've also said we've had to consolidate playstation plus and playstation now and you know um it's yep. that whole thing of they speak to the media and go, yeah, this is not a direct response to it. But it's like, but it is a response, a response to it, doing it on your own terms. And that's exactly what's going to happen with VR is they're going to say, we're not directly in competition with Oculus, uh, but we are going to respond because it does change the market. And um, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to see. Absolutely. Uh, and just to finish it off, we got old Darth, the PSVR 2 gaming hound dog with a Canadian $2 tip says consumers look for the best bang for the buck. And that equals PSVR two. Again, this is the, this a lot of this conversation is speculation. Right? I'm I, I've always been on the side of PlayStation. Uh, I've always owned as many consoles as I could afford, 
but I've always loved PlayStation ecosystem the most. Ever since ever since the PS One, I've absolutely loved everything they've done. Right? They they've certainly made some weird choices and and, and they've gone down uh, the wrong path here and there. But but whenever but whenever push comes to shove, I always look back at these catalogs and it's always about the games. Why did I prefer the PlayStation One over the Saturn or the N sixty four? Why did I prefer the PlayStation Two, the underpowered PlayStation Two? over the, the the super-powered Xbox and GameCube, right? Why why do I why do I continually stick with PlayStation? It's always because of the game library. And so power doesn't mean everything. Power is important in this next gen of VR, but it's still not the deciding factor. I think we're getting to the point where a little difference in power isn't going to be the deciding factor over which which headset is the best. It's the games. And Sony so far has shown us Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is already a bigger step than they took with PSVR 1. We never saw a God of War outside of the initial Shuhei Yoshida presentation, uh, which was just a tech demo. We, ne- we, never, saw, uh, we never saw any first-party uh, Sony game. I guess Gran Turismo. That's, that's a fucking lie. But not even fully. Not, they, didn't even, they didn't even jump in fully. They just kind of dipped their toes in. And so... And this, I, I think we're going to see Sony's commitment soon. It's going to be about the games, and uh, and I think and I think that's what I hope. I should say because I don't know the answer. I hope that they are serious about the the hybrid model, and I hope that they are serious about PSVR two the way we think they are, uh, because that only spells good things for the, for the gamers, and hopefully, hopefully Oculus is 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 paying attention and realizing that. If we sell this business-oriented, professional quest that isn't for the gamers, that's pointless. Game, games are what your audience want, Facebook. Give the gamers games. Period. Whew. Dude, I'm, I swear to you, this show's going to be over, and I'm going to be like, did we do a show tonight? Cause... <laughs> In a minute, days. you're going to wake up, and it's like, Shit, game cast is in 20 minutes. I need to get ready. <laughs> I, was, I just had this dream where I prepared the entire thing. It's great. I'm ready to go. Maybe we can stream yeah, one. There's no notes hour. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Very good discussion. Thank you, everybody, in the chat for, for, for keeping it uh, respectful. Uh, hopefully, we kept it respectful. Hopefully, we didn't, we're not just coming across as crazy Sony fanboys. Fucking... I've been playing my quest a lot more recently. I've been playing PC VR for the really for the first time after hooking it up once like a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm actually spending more time with PC VR, uh, and I really do love VR, the industry as a whole. Um, and, and again, that's really really looking forward to everything moving forward together. Uh, so thank you guys out there for for you know participating in the in the conversation and keeping it really respectful. It means a lot to me. But now it's time for the respect to go out the door because it's time for PSVR 20 questions where I'm taking the role of the host and I've got a PlayStation VR game up in this head. But it's like really sweaty. I hope I don't sweat it out uh, before the end of the... You got six minutes, Miles. 20 yes or no questions. Guys, make sure you help him. Make sure you help him. Help him with good questions. And then once you hear the answers to the questions, make sure you give him some good suggestions as to what game it might be. Uh, you got cold yogurt with the $10 tip says I caved and I built a 380 TI rig, uh, was a dream of mine. Hope PSVR two comes out soon. I can now play VR games on ultra settings. That's awesome. Ooh. You got cold yogurt. Thank you so much for the tip. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually totally shocked by that poll earlier. The fact that more people hadn't jumped ship from PSVR one, absolutely crazy to me. Um, but that's again, very, very much our, uh, 
our audience. So I understand that it's a skewed result. Um, Miles, are you ready for PSVR twenty questions? Never, never ready, but we're gonna we're gonna do this. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put six minutes up on the clock. The clock up on the counter. On your mark, get set. I totally forgot what game this was. Hold on. Okay, go. Do you use sticks? Analog sticks? Uh, no. No, no sticks. Uh, cool. Move controller, guys. <laughs> um, uh, does the game, uh, do you collect resources or a currency? Like, does you, yeah. No. 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 Is it based in reality, would you say? Is it realistic? Current day reality? No. Which is no. a tricky question, but let's go with no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, I don't know if this is like one of the worst questions ever to be asked on 20 questions, but oh, yeah, we'll find it's out. About to be. Do you play as a human? No. Ah, okay. Not, not, yeah, it's interesting. Not to my knowledge, no. Yeah. Okay. I would sort of say we do play as a traditional human. Like, um, okay. Um, yeah, you know what the funny thing is? Is like, I don't think the game ever really tells you what you are. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, 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 but to my knowledge, no. Okay. Cool. Um, is there multiplayer? No. That's five. I assume there wasn't. Yeah. No multiplayer. Uh, are there puzzles? Are there? Are puzzles a significant part of this game? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say puzzles. No. I, okay. Um. It's you know I, I want I do want to clarify. You could classify some of what you're doing in this game puzzle like, yes. But again, I don't. I don't think you're really standing there scratching your head, going, "How the hell do I do this?" Okay, so are are, are you overlooking a third person character? Oh, uh, you mean like a Moss or an Astrobot type thing? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, is there full locomotion? No, there's not. Um, are there vehicles? There are... Can you specify? Can you be more specific about... Um, during the game, do you get into a device that you control to get around? No. Okay. I think you can extrapolate that. There are vehicles in the game. You just can't control them. Um. Oh man, I'm like. How are we doing for time? Uh, you get you're about halfway there, and you get still got eleven questions okay. left. Uh, would you uh, do you class it as a, a, a as a good game? Yeah. Yep, and that's ten. Um. <laughs> Does the game contain dragons, ninjas, robots, or angry grandmas? I'm sorry, the list again? Dragons, ninjas, huh. robots, 
or angry grandmothers? Uh, yeah. Okay. Angry grandmothers. An angry grandmother's in this game, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. um, I mean, guys, I am, like, you know, leaning on robots in this game. Um... Um, oh man, genuinely, um, is, 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 is the, is the, the art style cartoony? Yes. Um, Um, is it sci-fi? I mean, technically, yes. Uh, it's not what you think of when you're playing, but technically, yeah, yeah that, that's the theme of this. Yep. How many are we on? We got, I got... You have seven questions seven, and a guess, and you've only got a minute left. left, so you better speed up the question oh asking. Oh my god. Um... Is it a known IP? Is it based on a known IP? No, this was new for VR. Um, does it have multiple games, or is it? Yeah. No, is it like, like, like a compilation? Or Different. Oh, oh, oh. no! Is it, yeah, is it like are there multiple? Are they, have they got sequels or prequels? Yes. That, yeah. There you go. That's fifteen. Um. Do you go, do you go on vacation in one of these games? Uh, in 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 this game, you do not go on vacation uh, in this game. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, scrap that question. Hurry Would, up! Uh, Last question. Hurry up! Hurry up! Ga- does this game have lots of different mini games? Yes. Hurry up. Okay. Uh, is it is it Job Simulator? It is. Job Simulator by Alchemy Labs, launch title for PlayStation VR. Uh, One of the best-selling PlayStation VR games of all time. However, almost never makes our top 25 list, considering it's one of, uh, you know, one of the the most popular games out there. Good job, Miles. Came in just after the bomb blew up, but considering some of my wacky responses to your questions, you totally The bomb didn't kill me, so I'm fine. Nice. Yeah. Such it's, it, suddenly, like everything, I, I started overthinking all the answers to all the questions. I was like, it is absolutely one hundred percent sci-fi, right? I mean, just the the concept alone is like here. Here we are, and are we playing as a human who goes and like gets to experience these things, or are we playing as a robot who is yeah. going to experience human jobs? I I don't actually know the answer to that question, which is really strange. I platinum yeah. this game, and I still don't know. Yeah, the way I should have phrased it is like, do you play a human that, like, you can actually see, like, you know, kind of thing? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the t- a lot of these VR games, you're playing as just a floating entity, and it's uh, yeah. Yeah, Nicole, um, Nicole, the gamecast said you're a human in Job Simulator, right? Serial killer says I you're supposed you to be ro- human. Okay, so I thought, oh, I thought you might have been a robot trying to just experience what humans used to do. Yeah, see that but, that's um, where I was lost. I, I, I'm like. I think we are playing as a human. It's part of the narrative. Okay. You're a human at a museum. No, 
Okay, so robots are, are taking they, over. Are there, are there grandmas in it? Are there grandmas in it? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Definitely robots. Definitely robots. Yeah, Guys, definitely we got to get out of here. This has been a, a longer show than anticipated, but thanks for hanging out with us. It's been awesome. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Miles over at Miles Dyer. It's the greatest URL ever. Literally, YouTube.com slash Miles. <laughs> it's great. Um, guys, thank you. Thank you, to everybody. It was awesome hanging out with you guys. Um, thank you for uh, giving me a reason to get out of bed today. Uh, I don't think that's going to last, however. Um, so, uh, listen, don't forget to join us over on Discord. Uh, feel free to support us on patreon.com slash without parole games. I promise more exclusive content is coming for all tiers. Uh, and of course, Wes and I are about to do uh, an exclusive Why We Love for the $5 tier. I've got to do an AMA soon. Uh, so, all sorts of good stuff happening over there. Uh, and, uh, and really just. Do your absolute best to, to stay out of the heat and stay hydrated. Um, thank you, everybody who hung out, helped Miles in the chat. Thank you, to everybody uh, who supported yeah. us, uh, not just on Patreon, but over here with with tips. And uh, and all of you sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you. Just as much. <laughs> Happy weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend, though. Much love. I love it, man. I love it. We got Twitch of the single player game cat in the chat says, you are definitely 100% a robot. And I say, this is someone who's never played the game. <laughs> mm. oh, so, yeah. So, Brian, do you know yeah. what else I like other than robots? Mm, well, grannies? Mm, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Some, there's some pretty nice grandmas out there, for I sure. Bet, for I sure. There are, yeah. um, I also love... You know, when you're you're playing games like Rec Room and stuff and you uh you come across like you know, the really I, I love it when you come across players that are mm -hmm. friendly, mm -hmm. respectful, mm -hmm. take responsibility for their actions mm -hmm. and don't lie. Because if there's anyone in here who doesn't like lies, it's Miles Two Lies Dyer. <laughs> two, two wise, two wise Dyer. And uh, would you agree with that? I, like, I, don't, I don't know, Miles. Do you do you have do you have an example of what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do actually. I have someone who's yeah. Let's just put it out there and just see what the chat thinks. This was just someone I bumped in on Rec Room. It was just a <laughs> an unusual occurrence in Rec Room. No one will relate to anything like this. Let's check it out. I'm gonna shoot you, bitch. You did you call me a bitch? Did you call me a bitch? No, 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 no. Shut up. <laughs> You're on my stream, so everyone saw you call me a bitch. I don't kill you, bitch. I don't call you a bitch. You are a bitch. There are no lines I'm speaking. Where is the TV? Zeg me right here. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go, um, shoot you. You're very nice. Hey, don't fucking cuss me, you prick. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <think> <laughs> <laughs> Do you I know mean, what I love is that, I've got all, I've, I've got <laughs> I got auto captions on YouTube. So as I'm watching it back and seeing how it's like translating what he's saying, and I'm I'm watching it on a delay, so I'm watching the bit now where the guy swears at him, oh um, and it says, "What does it say? Shoot you! You're very nice." <laughs>
That is not what he said, YouTube. That's not He's... what he said. YouTube is sanitizing it for us. This is, or he says, this is 110% why I don't play Rec Room. This is the Rec Room experience for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, this is why you have to play private because if you just walk in, this you will absolutely experience this uh, within minutes of playing Rec Room otherwise. I just love the contrast of I was just like I'm not going to take the bait. This is a kid, and I but I do I do like doing that. Is when people do say random stuff, I often do ask them what they mean, and it's one of the most disarming things you do. Um, I could give lots of examples in the last week of rec room people saying stuff that is quite outrageous, and instead of just going f you, I just go what do you mean by that, and then they often go, oh, actually I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Like they feel really bad. Whereas him, I loved unapologetic. <laughs> I didn't call you a bitch, you bitch. <laughs> and then I'm just like, and then I turn away and play basketball. And what I also like is when you normally film your your view on VR, the shaky head and that doesn't normally get a good shot. But like, I literally look at the basketball net and I just hear some screaming. I turn around and there's a guy just going, saying probably what a lot of people watching were like, that's what Miles wanted to say. Fuck you. And then he just storms <laughs> up the stairs to which the kid then follows him. Like he feels bad. Like, what have I done? Um <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things, Brian. This is why we can't. I'm taking back everyone's nice things. Please leave them in the chat. I will collect them later. <laughs> have a good weekend, everybody. We love you all. Peace out.